it's on for right and then we can south end. What did coronavirus mean to you? In the beginning, I was a little bit worried just because it was something that had never happened before in my generation. Never heard of it. Not a pandemic to this extent where the whole world goes into lockdown. It was just crazy. So it was worrying because of my kids and my financial situation as well. When the lockdown first started, I was organising trips for families on low incomes or before the lockdown. So when it started, I was trying to think of anything to just continue working so I could provide uh, a service for the community to ensure that I still get paid. Because as much as I enjoy doing the work I do for the community, it still all boils down to me being able to provide for my family. Trying to do schooling with them and at the same time trying to run a service for the community online, which was really difficult having four kids at home, a baby who's two years old, which makes it difficult when you're trying to teach the older kids he gets involved in it. It was just really stressful. Surprisingly, they've done really well. They coped with it quite well. I think in the beginning, there was a bit of, I miss my friends, how long is it going to last for? When's coronavirus going to go away? They didn't really understand why they couldn't go out. They wanted to do things, because I normally do quite a lot with them, and we just couldn't do anything. I followed the government guidelines uh-huh. all the time. I think in the beginning they were quite clear, stay at home, only go to work if you need to, keep social distancing. I just feel like the lines were a bit blurred. And like I said, I was doing, trying to figure out ways of still communicating with the group that I ran, get the kids out from home, because I wasn't able to do any physical activities, so I couldn't do the trips, but then where I was closed. Can you explain Get the Kids Out? What is that programme? So it's a uh, group for families on low incomes and it was to help support them to be able to do activities with their children during school holidays. They've still been able to do maybe online activities, mainly to entertain the kids, because I know that some of the mums that we work with already struggle when their kids go to school full time, maybe having four or five children at home and being a single parent. So we normally did coffee mornings and that was their escape that gets them out of the house and it gives them that bit of time to communicate with other parents, other women, other um, adults and they get to talk about their issues but that was then taken away. I've missed my coffee mornings, definitely. Um, I've missed just being able to get up and say I wanted to take my kids bowling or let's just get up today and go and visit family. Just the little things like that which you don't really appreciate. So halfway through the lockdown I started working doing um, deliveries for Southend council's crisis line so I was shopping for the vulnerable so at that point my children were able to go back to school so things kind of became normal for us again so it didn't feel like a lockdown anymore for me so when things started easing it just kind of felt normal to me because I'd started working between the school hours again picking the kids up we had a bit of routine again which had been disrupted for everyone else but in my house it just felt like things had gone back to normal um, I just feel like at the beginning it didn't feel like a new normal after the first lockdown where I've been working through that one. This time around I just feel like there's just so much confusion in terms of what's... We're getting used to living with face masks which is really difficult. I feel find it really hard sometimes to wear that. Um, we're getting used to having to social distance still when there's still restrictions in place. And I just feel like, I still feel like there's a bit of blurring with the guidelines because I've spoken to people who have said, oh, we're free, the lockdown's lifted, but it hasn't. We've still got restrictions in place and that's where I feel like people don't really understand what we're actually...
actually going through at the moment. I think that they need to actually, because people feel like because the shops have all opened and the lockdown has lifted to a certain extent, that we're not in lockdown anymore, we're now in a tier system. But I think people need to understand that in those tier systems, there's still restrictions. Once we were out of this kind of mode, what would you be really looking forward to doing? Having the ladies back for the coffee mornings, and being able to organise day trips again, and um, yeah, just organising the coaches to come pick the families up. It's such an amazing atmosphere, the kids have a great day. And being able to run the holiday clubs with more children, because I feel like a lot of kids have missed out. And what about you with your family? What will you be looking forward to? Being able to go on holiday. I'd like to go to America, visit my grandma, Minnesota. So that would be amazing if that's possible. Do you take the flu jab? I don't take it. I have had it when I was pregnant, because I was pregnant in the winter. So I had it then, but mm -hmm. that was the only time I've ever taken it. Would you take it again? health reasons and I had to take it that's it I wouldn't voluntarily go and take it why I don't know if it was free I can't lie I it might is take free it. isn't it no only if you've got health issues it's not expensive though I've heard but yeah I'm just that person I don't really take painkillers I don't really mess with anything like that what about the uh, coronavirus vaccine the thing is for me, in the beginning, I had other reasons to why I didn't want to take it. So when it first came about, I was like, I'm never taking a vaccine, blah, blah, because of other reasons um, to do with faith and stuff like that. But as time's gone on, um, I feel like I possibly would take it. Just depends. So I'm more of a person, I'm, it's not going to come to us anytime soon. So... I really don't know. This is a really difficult one. It's difficult because there's so much stuff. The internet's such a good thing, but also such a bad thing. Because there's so many different websites, so many different groups putting up different information. You've got the government saying it's safe. All these people saying it's safe. Then you're getting... I get WhatsApp messages of people doing videos saying, I've just found this. This is on the packaging of the injection. It's talking about what's inside it and how it can damage you. And then you're like, ah, I'm not taking it. Then I watch the, the news and they're like, it's safe and I'm like, okay, we're taking it. And then it's just, it's just so confusing. I feel like the coronavirus has created a massive mental health issue, bigger than what we had a mental health issue before. And I feel like enough light has never really been shed on the mental health issues, the amount of people suffering. I don't feel like there's enough attention on that in young people and old. And so I feel like this has made it worse. I know I've got friends who had breakdowns during the first lockdown because they had nowhere to go, they couldn't get out of their house, they were allowed that for exercise. But when you've got four or five children and you're stuck at home with them, you're trying to do education, you're trying to be that mum, you're trying to be sane for them, but you've got nowhere else that you can go. I feel like they, they just didn't know how to deal with it. They were made furloughs, some lost their jobs, so they had the stress of losing money, how to support their kids with no school. I know the schools did a lot to give money, but when you've got kids at home, mm. they, when they're bored, they eat more. So it's just more expensive. And they had breakdowns. And you don't think the support system was there for them? No. Not during the first lockdown anyway. What would you be saying to somebody to kind of alleviate some of that anxiousness or maybe inspire them? What would you say to somebody to keep them motivated? I'd say that I think that the message needs to be that they're not on their own. 
because I know for us, as soon as the first lockdown finished and we were able to go back in the office, every person in the office had the same sort of thought process. We were like, right, if this happens again, we're not closing. We need to stay open to be able to support people, even if they just want to come in for a coffee. We can do that safely by having things in order, PPE, etc. To be able to invite someone in just for a chat, just for 10 minutes, if it just meant getting out of their house, just to be able to go somewhere. <clears throat> we even thought of doing a coffee walk where we can meet them and their kids could find around in the park and we could talk to them, sit on the bench with someone and just, we come up with so many different things that we could do to stay open, to be able to support people through another lockdown. Your positive words of support would be? To not feel like you're on your own. There's support out there. And just to let them know that this is, everything has a season. Alex, I want to really thank you. Thank you for speaking to me. <laughs> Stepping Out was produced by Josephine Melville for the South Essex African Caribbean Association in collaboration with Label Free Creativity and funded by the Essex Community Foundation.